G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, we like to come around the latest headlines, breaking news this week around the nation of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Lots of things are happening. Ron Ross has been across the details. Joining us once again, Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Hey, Ron, let's start with the U.S. President Joe Biden visiting Israel. Arriving today, his comments before departure have raised a few eyebrows among Israeli leadership. What's the story here? Yes, in an opinion piece, President Joe Biden hailed his administration's decision to restore funding to the Palestinian Authority, credited his administration for stopping the last war between Hamas and Israel, and defended his decision to visit Saudi Arabia. In the piece titled What I Hope to Accomplish in Saudi Arabia and Israel, and published in the Washington Post, Biden vowed to keep human rights and fundamental freedoms on his agenda. Oddly, the president took credit for ending the 11-day conflict between Israel and the Hamas terror group in May 2021, even though the ceasefire deal was brokered by Egypt. Biden also praised his administration's decision to reinstate funding to the Palestinian Authority. The Trump administration cut aid to the Palestinians over its so-called pay-for-slay scheme, paying convicted terrorists and their families, which the PA has deemed a noble national deed that will never be stopped. According to the PA's finance ministry, roughly 100 million shekels is paid out per month to around 35,000 terrorist prisoners and their families. He said on Friday, I will also be the first president to fly from Israel to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. That travel will also be a small symbol of the budding relations and steps towards normalization between Israel and the Arab world. He arrives today for a whirlwind trip to Israel that will include meetings with Israeli leaders, a tour of the newly minted iron beam air defense system, and a visit to Yad Vashem Holocaust Memorial in Jerusalem, and a speech at the opening ceremony of the Maccabee Jewish Olympic Games. Well, the eyes of the world will be on Israel with Joe Biden's visits. Hey, lots of headlines, Ron. As far as the upcoming Israel election is concerned, nothing to see yet. No, it's typical Israeli politics. The Likud party would earn 34 seats, while Yeshatid would earn 23 if elections were held today, with no bloc succeeding in forming a government, according to a new poll published by Can News. The newly merged Blue and White, the New Hope list, would earn 14 seats, while the religious Zionist list would earn 10. According to the new poll, the bloc of parties supporting opposition leader Benjamin Netanyahu would earn 59 seats, while the bloc constituting parties which were in the current coalition would earn 51. But 
No clear leader yet, Neil. Okay. Hey, attention to Russia and uh, all of their aggression. Well, Russia now has ordered the Jewish agency to stop all activities in the country. What is this headline reporting? Yeah, we've got to understand the Jewish agency is the organisation that arranges for uh, Jews to get out of Russia and move to Israel. The Russian government has ordered the Jewish agency to cease all operations. The order was given in a letter received from the Russian Justice Ministry earlier this week. The order comes amid growing tension between Israel and Russia over Jerusalem's stance on the war in Ukraine. On top of that, the chief rabbi of Moscow has resigned from his post, declaring that he could not remain silent in the face of the Russian invasion of neighbouring Ukraine and claiming that the Jewish community in the Russian capital would have been endangered had he stayed in his position. In a statement issued in his capacity as President of the Conference of European Rabbis, Rabbi Pinchas Goldschmidt remarked that as the terrible war against Ukraine unfolded over the last few months, I could not remain silent during so much human suffering. I went to assist refugees in Eastern Europe and spoke out against the war. And I believe Rabbi Goldschmidt is now back in Israel. Let's turn our attention to a very controversial headline. The Canadian Army is helping Palestinians to take over Judea and Samaria. What's this one about, Ron? How amazing. In recent weeks, a delegation of senior Canadian military personnel has been documented patrolling in uniform in Area C in Judea and Samaria, including at an illegally built structure the Regavim organisation is reporting. Area C is under full Israeli security and civilian control, as per the 1993 Oslo Accords. Last week, a high-ranking Canadian Army officer, together with a delegation of Canadian military personnel, visited an illegal structure built on state land belonging to Ma'on in the southern Hebrew mountain, where he met with Arabs from the area. The delegation was also hosted by the IDF's Central Command General, De Fuchs, hence their identity is known and their presence on the ground is known to IDF officials. The illegal building that the Canadian delegation visited was erected during the night within a few hours in Area C on land designated for agriculture. Between the years 2019 and 2021, the Arabs built 5,097 new illegal structures in areas under the full control of the State of Israel. This means that every day about seven new illegal buildings are added to the area. The total number of illegal Arab buildings in Area C is 72,274. Ron, here's an interesting one. An Israeli family risks everything to retrieve a rare Ethiopian version of the Book of Psalms. Uh, What's this one about? How valuable is the Word of God? When they flew out of Ethiopia for Israel three decades ago, Escobar, Mashiach and his family left something very valuable behind. Unlike many other Ethiopian Jews who were airlifted to Israel in 1991, they didn't say goodbye to any relatives. They also left behind a centuries-old book of Psalms written in Ge'ez, a Semitic language used by Jewish clergy in Ethiopia. 
From Israel, they tracked the book's whereabouts for more than 30 years, never losing hope of getting it back. Even after their native country fell into civil war and the book wound up in the hands of a Christian priest. Their perseverance paid off. In March, an unusual set of circumstances finally allowed the family to be reunited with the document, a rare but tangible relic from the rich traditions of one of the world's oldest Jewish communities. The book is significant. It's one of just a handful of texts in Israel that are part of the Oret, an Ethiopian variant of the Hebrew Bible that predates the advent of the standardized text. It's a remarkable reminder of how ancient Ethiopian Jewry is. Some believe it's more than 2,600 years old. Wow. Hey, another sort of archaeology-style story too where the earliest depictions of the biblical Deborah and Yale have been unearthed in an ancient synagogue. Uh, we like an archaeological story. What's this one about, Ron? A team of archaeologists have unearthed nearly 1,600-year-old mosaics in an ancient Jewish synagogue in Hukok in Israel's Lower Galilee. In the first known depictions of the biblical heroines Deborah and Yale, as described in the Book of Judges. The team of specialists and students who discovered the findings were led by the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill Religious Studies Professor Yodi Magnus, who's been excavating in the area for more than a decade. The floor of the synagogue, which was built in the late 4th, early 5th centuries, is decorated with a large mosaic panel that's divided into three parts, called Registers. Each one depicts the victory of the Israelite troops, led by the prophetess and judge Deborah and the military commander Barak over the Canaanite army led by General Sisera. In the book of Judges, Barak tells Deborah he will only get a battle if she joined him. Deborah prophesied that the person to defeat Sisera would be a woman. Sisera took refuge in the tent of a Canaanite woman named Yael, who killed him by driving a tent peg through his temple while he slept. This is the first depiction of this episode, and the first time we've seen a depiction of the biblical heroines Deborah and Jael in ancient Jewish art, Magnus said. Looking at the book of Joshua, chapter 19, we can see how the story might have a special resonance for the Jewish community at Okok, as it's described as taking place in the same geographical region, the territory of the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulon. The first register of the mosaic shows Deborah looking at Barak. In the middle one, of which only a small section is preserved, Sisera is seated. The last register shows Sisera lying dead on the ground, bleeding from the head. The tomb has unearthed dozens of mosaics at the site since 2012 including depictions from the book of Daniel, images of the Israelite spies, and Jonah and the whale. How remarkable. <laughs> and for listeners, Judges chapter 4 and 5 has uh, that whole story, and one of those really, uh, well, I would say disturbing stories, Ron, uh, the thought of uh, a woman uh, killing uh, the enemy, Sisera, with the tent peg and a hammer in hand. Uh, that's a pretty challenging sort of a disturbing image to have in your mind. But uh, as I often will say 
The Bible sometimes has some R-rated stories in there. Really, I guess, is an adult story, but uh, one of those really incredible and the sort of story that you might actually reflect on, uh, given uh, the role of women as warriors in those early days. I've never been interested in camping. <laughs> when camping goes bad, <laughs> Judges That's Chapter right. 4. Hey, Ron, appreciate your insights. Uh, thanks so much for scouring the headlines for us once again and for being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.